this week in honor of it being November and Thanksgiving, right, being right around the corner. We started a series looking at the idea of being thankful, thankful in all that God has given us and all that God is doing in our lives. And we started off by looking at that holiday that's right around the corner. We started off by looking at Thanksgiving and, and that time that we will take to gather together, hopefully, and, and with family and with friends, uh, in that time where we will celebrate. We asked the question, of when you think about Thanksgiving, what comes to mind? You know, it may be football, it may be turkey, it may be family, it may be uh, some sort of thing that you and your family do on Thanksgiving, some sort of tradition that you have. And Thanksgiving is about all of those things, but we must remember that the main purpose of Thanksgiving is the idea literally of as it says in the title, giving thanks. Thanksgiving is to pause from our busy lives to give thanks to God for who God is and what God has done for us. And, and, and this idea that we're, we're called to give gratitude, to have gratitude, meaning expressing thanks for someone or something. So we, we started off this series by looking at the idea of that we are called to live with an attitude of gratitude. And what it is that you think that means? What does it look like to live with an attitude of gratitude? Living with this attitude of gratitude means that you live in a way that shows the thankfulness for everything, both in the good and the bad circumstances that we face. As I've said many of times, we do not allow our circumstances to dictate how we view God but we view our circumstances through the lens of who God is. And we give thanks that even in those moments where we are struggling, where we are fearful, that we have a loving God who longs to be in relationship and who is in control. And then we looked in the book of Luke in the 17th chapter, because we all need to take the time to think about all the things that we should be thankful for. The problem is, that we take these things for granted. And instead of living with this attitude of gratitude, we go on with our day and forget to give thanks for the blessings. And this is what happens in Luke 17. Jesus was traveling on his way to Jerusalem, and then he came across a group of lepers. And leprosy in, in Jesus' day was a skin disease that causes a person to have sores all over their body, and the disease would spread and worsen until eventually the person would be crippled by the pain and irritation. Um, it was a nasty disease that caused people to be outcasts. Not only outcasts, but they could not live within the city. They had to live outside of the walls. They were separated from their families. They were pushed from their homes and their cities, and they were forced to live away with other lepers, and they were forced to live away from their normal lives. Needless to say, being a leper meant a miserable life. But Jesus came passing by these lepers and knew that he would possibly that he would possibly heal them. And then we see in Luke 17, starting in verse 11, it says, On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, say, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. So notice that like the lepers know that they are deemed unclean. They're, so they don't even go close to Jesus when they're seeking 
healing. But what is, what is it that they asked Jesus for? They said, have mercy on us. What do you think they meant by having mercy? To, to, to notice them, to, to make them whole, to bring them back into the community is that what they were asking for. And these lepers wanted Jesus to heal them from this disease. And, and here, and Jesus says, go into town and see the priest. Can you imagine just these, these lepers running into town with no more leprosy and being reunited with their friends and their family that they haven't seen in years? Those people that they've been separated with because of something that was ailing them. And Jesus had spoken the words and they were healed. But you can imagine that these people would be so overwhelmed with joy so overwhelmed with thanksgiving for what it is that God had done for them. But let's look at how they responded to what Jesus had done. As we continue in verse 15, we hear these words. It says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He laid himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked, were not there the ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was, not, was none of them found to return and give praise to God except the foreigner? And then Jesus, then he said to him, get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Only one of the ten comes back to thank you. And this is the, the beauty of this phrasing of what Jesus says is he says only one that you get up, your faith has made you well. See, they had been cleansed of their disease, but they were not made whole until they entered back into the relationship with Jesus Christ and thanksgiving to God for all that he had done. I mean, how do you think that Jesus felt when he saw that only one had returned? Jesus had healed them of this disease that had separated them from their community and they were able to return to their homes and their quote-unquote normal lives and yet only one of them took the time to say thank you? By asking where are the other nine, Jesus shows that he's shocked and a bit disappointed by this reaction. And do you think the other nine lepers were thankful for Jesus' healing? And, and, it, and I would imagine that they were because they were allowed to return to their family. But why then did they not return and thank him? You see, but Jesus goes on and does say, you are healed. You are made well to the one that does return. And he's saying that you all have done well. It's, that, it's a callback to well done, my good and faithful servant. It's a look at being made well is a being made back to where we were in Genesis 1 in relationship with God. But the nine didn't get it. They, they probably had excuses and reasons that they didn't come back, which raises the question, what excuses do people usually use for not being, being more thankful or for saying thank you more often? And we're going to look at that a little bit more next week as to why that we don't say thank you why we the excuses that we use so but i want you to start thinking about that what are your excuses to why you're not more thankful or to why you don't say thank you more often you see our bottom line for today is because of all that god has done for us we should respond with an attitude of gratitude and the one thing that 
returned is a, the one that returned is a great example of living out that. When he realized that Jesus had done for him, he stopped everything that he was doing and he returned giving thanks to God, to Christ. He fell at Jesus' feet and with a loud voice began to express his thankfulness through praise. And he was thankful because God had changed his life. He said, God, you have done so much for me. God has done so much for us. He loves us, provides for us, protects us, guides us. And most importantly, he sent his son to die on the cross for us. We know that God has done these things, but how often we forget to express our thanks. We need to remember that God deserves our gratitude because of all that God has done for us. And we should respond with that attitude of gratitude. And this means that we need to live in a way that shows thankfulness to God for all that he has done. We should take time in our daily lives to thank him when he protects us and guides us or simply remind us, reminds us of his love. But we have to be willing to open our eyes, open our hearts and say, God, show me where you are at work in my very life. And when you realize what God is doing, take a moment and say thank you. So we, I do want to talk about one of the reasons that we, we don't see God at work, though, is because we look at what we believe God hasn't done because it, it wasn't done the way in which we wanted it to be done. It's not how we would have drawn it up. We need to soften our hearts and say, God, not my will, but yours, and allow ourselves to be thankful for a God who longs for what is best for us, even when we don't know what is best for us. So my challenge for you is, what is one thing that God has recently done for your, in your life that you could thank him for today? And maybe it's a hard thing that you don't want to say thank you, but you, you look at it and you go, God, I wanted something else, but you gave me this, and that ended up being the best for me. And maybe the thank you that you need to say today is remembering that the best of all is that God is with us. Let's go forth being thankful for all that God is doing in our lives and in the lives of the people around.